1: He is an unabashed creative force in the world of film and television. In Hollywood, roles vary and job functions are often blurred and blended, and few in Hollywood exhibit the capacity and skill set necessary to bridge all functions and roles together successfully. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation for the very first time, Dion Taylor. Man, thank you so much, brother, <laughs> for having me, man. Really, thank you. Uh, hey, Dion, uh, there uh, was a lot of titles I threw out there now. So which one do you own up to? Writer, uh, <laughs> filmmaker, director, idea generator? Which one of those titles are you claiming today?
2: Man, I'm going to claim real person.
1: Okay. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. I'm so, going to claim real,
2: real person, man. So real person. What, what,
1: um, where did this real person come from? Where were you based from? Uh, were these ideas that you started generating, where were you born at?
2: I'm 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 born in Chicago, Illinois. I'm raised in Gary, Indiana. Um, Spent a lot of time now in in Northern California. Ended up um, moving there and living there for for a while now, um, but still, all my family's in the Midwest. Um, so I'm kind of like a uh, I have a cluster of different energies around me, man. You know, the Midwest is is born and bred in me, but then at the same time, I have the Got the energy and the and the and the and the uh, passion from the from the Northern California world
1: as well. You know, it's interesting, uh, you know, I'm a writer, producer, did sitcoms and produced movies, and people always ask me, uh, I try to I can't really give them a journey on how they can be successful because I was a former stand up comic, my degree in mathematics and I uh, managed Steve wow. Harvey. So what, what was your path to getting to where you are right now? What are some of the, the steps that you took or people who helped you get to where you're at today?
2: Well, you know, my my background is, is, is really different, man. I was, uh, I was playing ball, man. I'm a basketball player. And uh, for my entire life, that's what I did. Coming out of Gary, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Throughout high school, that's what I did. I ended up uh, being good enough to actually get a shot to play overseas and, you know, play a professional ball. And uh, while I was over there, you know, you never, ever have an idea, man, like what God has in store for you. That's why you just got to always keep your eyes open and your energy open as well to receive. Um, while I was over there, man, I just always had been a, a, a fan of film. love movies, man. Like every other kid could quote movies, say movies. Man, my friends get thrown out of class in high school for being mm-hmm. silly, doing movies, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, here I am, man, overseas in Germany, playing ball. And uh, at the time, my girlfriend, what she was doing was she was sending me DVDs. Right. And I would get these DVDs and watch the movies. And because I didn't speak the language and the, and the television was in German, I ended up going through the movies so fast, I started watching the making of those movies. So making of DVDs... Um, you know, bonus featurettes, like all those types of things is what I would scan through. And, uh, I became more interested in like how movies were made and actually watching them. So I would actually watch that first and then watch the film. And, um, little did I know, man, I was, you know, going through a metamorphosis, man. I was transforming right there in that moment in time in Germany into a filmmaker and didn't, did not know it. Um, Ended up finishing, you know, playing over there. had Ended up writing a screenplay, which I thought was a screenplay. <laughs> really was just an idea of a movie on a me tablet. Brought it back. Went to California like, yo, I'm going to go get this movie made. <laughs> and right. everybody I know was like, yo, what, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm right. like, man, I got the script. I got an idea. Let me see the script. I'm like, man, that's some words written on the tablet. I'm like, yo, this is dope. But I was able to pitch it. And people was like, man, that's a really good idea for a movie, man. And uh, I took that, man, and went to Hollywood. And for, like, two years, everywhere I went, I was told no. Laughed at, you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? That's not how you do it. You need to do this. You got to, you got to write a script. And here's how you write a script. And I learned on the fly, man. Eventually, um, after about three years of really trying to pursue this particular idea that I had, I had met everybody in the world that you're not supposed to meet. <laughs> you know what I mean, man? All the people were like, yo, you met that dude? Oh, right, that's the worst dude on the planet. I'm like, damn, yeah, okay, well, I met him twice, you right. know, mm-hmm. and uh, went around and around and finally met a young man. Came to me one day and was like, man, listen, I'm a good guy, man, and you really are trying to do it the right way. He was like, let me just be honest with you. He's like, most of these studios, they're not going to make your movie, probably, like, for you to make it, you're going to have to go make your own film. Right. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean make my own film? He's like, you got to go get your money, write your script, and go make your movie. And I had never heard that. You know what I mean? I never even thought about it that way. I just thought you could go and, and uh, man, that changed my entire trajectory of what I was doing and how I was doing it. And um, a year later, man, instead of me going and knocking on doors and asking people, could you please give me, could you please help me, could you please take a chance on me? the conversation directly went from me saying, hey, let me put my money together. Let me find people that can invest in me and my project and uh, scrape, scratch, crawl, do whatever I need to do and make my own movie. And um, that's what I did, man. And the first the first film set, the first movie set, the first time I was ever in a production, it was mine. And uh, I knew nothing else since that point, man. And as I was going, you know, it's now been...
1: 13, 14 years. That's been the course I've been on the entire time. Awesome. Now, when I I, I want to say his background. He's worked with talent like uh, Naomi Harris, Michael Coulter, or Mike Coulter. You know him. That's a a man of uh, Luke Cage, Darius Gibson, yeah. uh, Megan Good, Michael Ely, Dennis Quaid, uh, Hillary Swank, uh, Gerard Butler, Robert Downey Jr. This is from a guy who was in Germany watching videotapes, got together with, and didn't let no dream killer get in his way when he wrote his idea down. That's what those dream okay. killers are, are rough out there. They're everywhere. They can be your parents. They can be your friends. They can be your cousins, your coworkers, people sitting right next to you. I always tell people the dream killer can be you when you look in the mirror, if you start believing what they say. And so yeah. here's Deion Taylor sitting over there playing basketball. See, I always tell people, you don't know Where your success is going to come from or what's going to drive you to success? But he has a new movie out starring Michael Ealy, Megan Good, Dennis Quaid called The Intruder. Tell us about that movie. Tell us about the cast in that movie because Michael Ealy was just on the show. So I know about the movie and I know the talents of Michael (laughs) Ealy. And he was just telling how great this movie and Dennis Quaid, I know him because he and I graduated from the same college, University of Houston. So wow. I got some relationships with you, D.R. Taylor, okay? Man, I love it, man. Look, here's the thing.
2: The movie The Intruder, man, I feel like, you know, and I'm I'm saying this because this is, you know, at, at, at this point, I'm giving it to you, this is 14 years in the making in terms of, like, me getting to that film set, making that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Every time you do something, man, you try to one-up it. You know what I mean? You try to grow. You try to figure out how do you do it better as a filmmaker, as a writer, as an actor, as an entertainer. It's like, how do I keep getting better? And um I was just finishing the movie Traffic, um, and this script was handed to me by a producer named Mark Bird, And he was like, man, the, I just keep thinking about you. I got this screenplay. He was like, no one will get this but you. And he was like, just read it and tell me what you think. And I remember reading it on my phone, and I finished reading it like in 35 minutes, and I said, man, this is incredible. And what I loved about the screenplay was it was unconventional. It was different. It was a thriller. But at the same time, inside of the screenplay, I love this this pulse of this guy, Charlie Peck. This guy just kept bothering these people. And although you're a film fan, you love movies. You know what I mean. You love, you love Get Out. You love The Shining. You know any of these cool movies that you could think of? Predator, right? Every film has an antagonist. Something that you like. Man, we got to get rid of that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, I had never read anything that was like locked into a location like that. And I said, man, this is great. And Like I do everything else, man. After reading it, I said, I want to make this film. And, you know, obviously now everything has to happen. You know, I am am the only 100% independent filmmaker and studio brand in Hollywood right now doing this. So every movie that I make, I have to go get the financing 100%. I'm casting, you know, through relationships. I'm reaching out to cinematographers through emails, right? Like, I'm that guy, and nothing has changed. The only thing that's happened now is there's a resume where people now, when I write the letter mm-hmm. or I reach out, people are like, oh, I know who you are, <laughs> you but, know what I mean? Or I've heard you. Hey, it, Dion, hold that thought.
1: Uh, we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to finish talking about, uh, this is Dion Taylor, uh, director of the great movie that's, that stars Michael Ealy, Dennis Quaid, Megan Good, There's in theaters called The Intruder. Also, we're going to talk about some more movies that he has coming back on this slate. And then he's also doing, I guess, a a sequel to Meet the Blacks that we need to be talking about as well. Busy Man. It all started while playing basketball in Germany. Deion Taylor. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald and you're listening to Money Making Conversation. On the phone is uh, Deion Taylor. He's the director of this uh, great thriller. Uh, Mike Ely was on my show. Michael Ely was on the show. Uh, this past episode, talking about how excited he was to be a part of this movie. It also stars Dennis Quaid as, I guess, the the, the dysfunctional neighbor who sells them the home. And then Megan Good plays, uh, she wanted to buy the home. And Michael Ealy's uh buys the home for her. But it, it comes with some uh, things that they didn't expect. And the script is introduced to him by, a, a, I want to say, a good friend of mine, a producer, uh, Mike Berg. If you don't know uh uh, Mark Berg, excuse me, if you don't know him, he's the creator of the Saw series, the very popular Saw series that has uh, that changed the game of horror in Hollywood. And so you yes. was, was in the heart, in the midst of like like relationships, get you to these different points, and you started, and people were telling you what you couldn't do, but you really, what 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 made you say ignore them when they was telling you, man, you crazy, man, uh, you wasting your time, man, this is not gonna get done. What made you walk through all that negativity?
2: Man, I think, I think to be honest, man, just my upbringing. Um, you know, when you come from nothing, you know, when you come from poverty, you know, my mom raised me, man, single single mom, single family home, me and my brother, she raised boys. And uh, you know, I'm talking about in the heart, man, of Chicago, heart of Gary, Indiana, when you, when you come from nothing, man, you got a strong mom. Strong parent, and you see them work, you know, get through adversity. When you had your lights, you know, shut off, power shut off for two, three days, and she's still going to work. And nighttime was by candlelight, and you, you know, warm the house up with the oven. Uh, you learn to, you learn to fight through things, man. You learn to you learn and not listen to what people got to say. You 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 understand what it means to push. Right, you know what I mean, and find success, and you apply that to your daily life, you know, and then you apply that to when you play sports, you know, basketball is, you know, everybody play who, what makes you better, what makes you get through. When you don't make the team, do you quit? Do you do you try out the next year? You know what I mean. And I think all of those things become a combination in, in my life to where, yeah, when I get older, you know you 27, 28 years old. You're, like, you're up going to be a director. Everybody like, man, get your ass out of here. Get out of here, man. You're like, well, I am. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. And then what you'll realize, man, is people go from laughing to watching. Mm-hmm. From watching to having a conversation with you about it. And then ultimately, they go to praising what you just went through and what you did. You know what I mean? And that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal when you can make when you can make the haters become fans, right. you know what I mean and right. it's not about it's not about you becoming some iconic star. it's just the fact that you said you're going to do something that no one else wanted to do or was willing to try and fail at, and you have to fail a bunch of times. I can't tell you all the the, the stories, man. I can't tell you all the the sleepless nights. I can't tell you how many times you know you know uh seventy one cents on pump three. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't tell you. I can't tell you all those things, man, that you have to fight through in order to keep going. And you keep going by basically keeping your mind motivated. Like, yo, keep going, keep going, and yeah, you gotta, you gotta work to pay the bills. You gotta figure out other hustles to make things go. But you gotta continue pushing on that dream. And what you said earlier is so true, man. Dream killers. You know what I mean? You call them whatever you want to call them, but you can't let anyone come contaminate your dream, you can't let anyone knock you down and be like, you can't do that. I don't care if it's a teacher, a auntie. You know what I mean? Just think, man, when you play sports, the first thing they tell you is, man, you got to have a backup plan. You're trying to play basketball. One in eight million kids go back to the NBA. You know what I mean? <laughs> And You'd be like, man, that's cool. I understand. You know what I mean? But, man, let me try. Right, right. You know what I mean? I right. do understand a backup plan. But right now, I'm going to give this everything I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I want them to tell me you ain't getting in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Not, not you tell me today I ain't making it. Right. You know, right. so right. I just think it's a beautiful thing, man, when you pursue it and then what happens is what I believe is when you pursue something wholeheartedly and you go after it as hard as you can, I believe the universe gives you passes to different worlds. You might you might start off today like I did saying, you know, I'm a basketball player, that's it. I dribble the ball, I shoot, I dunk. This is my thing, man. I'm really good. You go after that so hard. Sometimes the universe might put you in a situation where you oversee and you put a movie in a DVD player and be like, man, I love this. This is dope. Mm -hmm. I never in my life thought I would pursue something as hard as basketball. And here it is film. You know what I mean? And here it is now as I do film. Now I'm going like, man, what's next? And now it becomes philanthropy. Helping people, educating people, empowering our people because that's what we don't do enough of.
1: So it's just, a, it's, it's an interesting time, man. Well, it's a beautiful time because the passion is there. And the fact that that's why I do this show, Money Making conversation, to give the voice behind the lens and the light of why these journeys mean something. Now, let's get back to the movie. Uh, we, started about, we started talking about it at the end of the, uh, the first break. It uh, stars Megan Good, stars Michael Ealy, yes. stars Dennis yes. Quaid. It's called The Intruder. Is yes. in theaters. Yes. What can we expect from that movie? And how did the casting come about?
2: So so the movie is uh the movie is um it's an incredible thriller, man, with so many layers. Um once I read the script and fell in love with the script, I actually M- Megan Gill was like the first on my list. I-, I had reached out to Megan before I had wanted to do something with her and our schedules did the line and when I read this I said, Man, this will be great for her. The script originally was not written with a black cast. No. So that was what I did. I'm like, no, this gotta be some affluent black people because I said, man, it'd be really, really good to see us in this light. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Where they own their own businesses, they work their own jobs. And oh, by the way, they get ready to buy a a $3 million home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. was the first thing. Michael Ely, I did not know him. I just thought he would be great for this and uh, i reached out to him independently, and then i reached out to his agents and teams, and we had a couple of mutual friends. Some uh, Gary Owen, the comedian, was his friend. Absolutely. I knew Gary from the Meet the Block series. Mm-hmm. Gary knew him from um, uh, Think Like a Man series, and Gary was actually someone that told Mike, like, yo, man, Dion's dope. You should work with him. And uh, that was that, how we got him. Dennis Quay was an interesting get, man, because – When I read the script, I thought Dennis Quaid was my first choice. Did not know Dennis Quaid, had no idea Dennis would even think about doing a movie like this. And um, everyone was like, man, you can't really, Dennis Quaid's not going to do this. You know, they was like, well, why not? And I was like, I wrote Dennis Quaid a letter. And I shared the letter through his manager and his agent. And I gave it to them a few times and said, please. His manager and agent got the letter and was like, man, this is great. We're going to send it to Dennis, let him read it. He read the letter. Read the script. Next thing I know, man, I was on a phone call with Dennis Quaid. God, this Dennis Quaid! And I was like, "Oh my God, is Dennis Quaid on the phone!" <laughs> so I'm like tripping out. I'm talking to him on the phone, and he's like, "Man, I love the screenplay. Love your letter. When do we start?" Yes. yes. And yes. that blew my mind, man. Yes. It was a life—I mean, life-changing moment for me. You know what I mean? Right. Not because it was just you know about getting him in the movie. But what it was is, man, when you – when you, black or white, black or white, when you have an opportunity, man, to work with someone that's legendary, you know what I mean? And this is coming from a place to where he don't need no job. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? It's right, one right. thing you give somebody, like, oh, yeah, you need a job. Like, no, right. this is – this is Quaid, man. right,
1: right, right. You know right, what I right, mean? And absolutely. for him to
2: pick up the phone and call you and say, man, I love your vision and what you're talking about. I want you to direct me in this. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the first time. Well, I was like, man, okay, now the heat is on. You've got all the running. You've been running for 14 years. You know what I mean? And now you get to the start line now, right? i like, have been running for 14 years. That was iconic for me, man, and the movie was beautiful. So we got there, and I would tell you, man, if you're an audience member and you're listening to this show, if you want to see something that makes you scream at the movie screen, this is the movie. We. this is the movie. If you're a fan of The Shining, this is the movie. If you're a fan of When a Stranger Calls, this is the movie. If you love Get Out, this is the movie, right? <laughs> Quiet Place. Um, it has all of the elements. It has everything. You're laughing. You're talking back to the people on the, in the movie. And ultimately, at the very end of the film, the bottom drops out, and you go, what the hell is going on? Right. It's that great. Right. And, and we had a lady... Um. In Kansas City, two nights ago, passed out in the theater, screaming. And um, <laughs> I tell you, that experience for me as a filmmaker was everything. Because you like, oh, man, she okay? Yeah, she's good, Dion. Right, right, right. We got right, it. Right, we right, did it. Right, you know what right. I mean? you like, yeah. But it's like, you know, it's an incredible experience, man. But making a movie like this, man, is not about, you know, it's it's a, it's a combination of everything. It's a combination of you knowing what you're doing as a filmmaker. The actors hitting the tin, and then man, it's the universe and God saying, "Man, you got lightning in the bottle for today." You know what I mean? Oh, and man. and that's what makes it special, man. And we did something really, really special with this film, man. And what I'm most proud of is, I promise you, I promise you, this is like you know how you talk about people's performance in films. Right. Like we we talk about the shiny because of you know Jack, Nichol- uh, uh, Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson. Mm-hmm. We talk about you know. Batman, because of Heath Ledger at times. This is the movie where you will talk about Dennis Quaid and will re- we'll, we'll remember what he did in this movie. It's awesome. incredible.
1: Hey, D. Um, hey, my man. Uh, I got to bring you back, talk about the other projects.
0: Uh, you're special, brother, because you know how to talk about your brand.